Hello and welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast, where we are passionate about the future of the industrial projects professions, presenting you the best of project management, people and practices, combining the wisdom of time tested methods with the cutting edge technologies and advancements that are modernizing our craft. Our mission is to contribute to the growth and progress of the industrial project management community. It's time to talk scope, schedule, and budget. Let's start the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast. I am your host, Rob Williams. I hope everyone is doing well in this period of uncertainty. We here at the Innovate IPM headquarters wish all of our listeners and the world good health, peace, and prosperity. We've talked a lot about resiliency in the past year. Now is the time to put what we have learned to good use. Feel free to reach out to me via the website as I am happy to discuss career and business resiliency with anyone interested. Just a conversation and my way of staying connected and helping out the community as we transition to the next chapter of life. Today, we talk with Mr. Carl Van Teen of Eris Prism. Eris Prism has been a project control software and services provider for 25 years and is considered one of the best around. Carl is a senior VP of Eris Prism and has served as the VP of International Services, Director of Africa and Latin America, and Project Manager over their Avert software packages. Before we get too far into this conversation, I want to remind you all to go to iTunes, give us a rating and a review, and please share us with your community. And now, without further ado, here's Carl. Hello, Mr. Carl Vantine. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Um, it's gotten hot over here all of a sudden down here in uh, Southeast Texas. So we're uh, we went from winter to uh, feels like summer in a day. I don't know where are you located at. I'm in Washington D.C. Okay. How are you guys doing up there? We're good. We're good. Summer's teasing us, but I don't think it's coming just yet. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't we jump into this? You, you can tell me a little bit about uh, Aries Prism. What's, what's, uh, what's the story behind Aries Prism? Uh, so Prism, uh, Aries is the company. Prism is the software. Uh, it's a software tool for managing uh, cost and controlling contracts. Uh, all the various details associated with uh, capital projects. So we, we support projects around the world, multiple geographies, multiple industries, uh, their clients in oil and gas, mining, uh, they'll build rail systems, airports, mm. uh, just about any size or any sort of large project that you can find uh, that has to deal with, uh, with money and with the complexities of uh, owner collaboration with the supply chain. Uh, Prism helps, uh, helps manage that data and uh, communications between the different stakeholders. Now, is it just software or do you guys provide services as well? Do um, we do provide services? We do uh, training services. We do implementation. We provide consulting services to help clients get uh, their data structures aligned correctly to improve their project management processes, uh, procedures, and how data flows uh, between the different disciplines and project controls. Okay, excellent. And uh, like you said, you've you've been traveling around the world lately. I know there's a lot of large projects going on in in Asia. Do you guys have a a part of any of those? 
Um, we do. We have we have a footprint uh, in Asia. We have a big footprint in Australia. We've been involved recently in some uh, large rail projects in Australia uh, that started off the back of a number of uh, quite famous projects in the United Kingdom as well. Mm. Uh, do cross rail, high speed rail too. We've supported transport for London. Uh, so yeah, we're we're involved in, in most of the big projects these days. We've uh, we've got a high sp- speed rail project down here right now, going from Houston to uh, to Dallas. That's been in the works for a long time, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of contention all at the same time. And, and I'm kind of excited about it personally. I don't, I don't I think it's a great idea, and I'm I'm interested to see how that one uh, how that one goes. Well, I think a lot of a lot of eyes are on projects like that. There's uh, you know, there's all kinds of questions around environmental impact and impact on commute times and things like that. But there's uh, tremendous social value to these projects as well. Right. Sure. Employment uh, changes the, the way people get to and from these major cities. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. So let's, uh, let's use high speed rail as an example. Uh, if that's okay, how, how would Aries, excuse me, Aries prism uh, fit into something like a high speed rail project? Uh, well, we've got various modules in the PRISM system. So we, we help develop the uh, initial cost estimates with our estimating module. Uh, we have a cost module then after you've developed the initial estimate, then you have to transform that estimate into a budget and figure out when that budget is going to be spent, on what kind of activities. Uh, so you have to spread the budget over time and do the analysis of when different components are needed. As you start to move to execution, you need to manage changes and uh, you know just a different twisty uh, turning world of project management. Uh, so we manage that. We have contracts and purchase order uh, capability as well. So there's a variety of different ways we're, we're involved. And uh, more than what I've just said, we go further into uh, managing the quantities installed and actual uh, construction execution as well. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of areas that we, we play in and can help clients uh, control the delivery. Right. So this is a pretty comprehensive software package. I've seen the, I've seen the literature. I've actually talked to uh, some of your, some of your sales folks. In fact, um, I had a booth right next to uh, Monica Howard's booth. And, uh, I, I can't remember the other guy's name now. I think it was David something. It was Dave, Dave Neely. If it was Dave Neely. Yeah. Area, yep. Yeah, yeah. So we, we talked and, uh, and it, it looks like a, a really exciting product. It's, it's, it's very comprehensive. Um, it is. It's an enterprise system. It's, it's end-to-end, covers the full project controls life cycle. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, both from the start of the project to the finish, as well as down to the lowest level of detail, up to dashboards and business analytics, various reporting business programs. So uh, as an enterprise tool, it covers quite a wide scope. Right. And I'm, I'm personally interested in uh, any kind of platform that streamlines data. All right. So I understand my, my background's construction, construction through engineering. Now I kind of live on the front end. I'm, I'm all FEL. My, my, my bread and butter is, is cost estimating on the FEL side. So when, when I kind of went through things backwards, right, I went from, from grave to cradle, uh, in my career here. <laughs> well, if we could only all get younger as we go through our career. Right? <laughs> a little Benjamin Button-ish, I guess, of, of a career. But, uh, you know, when I, when I think about, you know, when I, when I started in uh, construction, it was, it was late nineties, early two thousands, you know, we we're 
pencil whipping timesheets in the field and, and, you know, it was getting rained on and wadded up and stomped on on the bottom of a job truck and then found its way to the office and found its way key punched into a, you know, whatever, whatever Excel program we were on at the time. And anyway, it was kind of messy. I get excited when I see any kind of platform that can take that data and, and for one, keep it clean from the beginning and then let it flow through the life cycle. And now that I'm on the FEL side, I pick that historical data, right? And then I use that historical data to gauge how we predict uh, budgets moving forward. So the better that data is, and I can tell you like right now from my personal experience, pulling that data now is still a huge challenge because we got to go back a few years, pick a variety of projects, and then take a database dump and then try to make sense of that. And it's a, it's a total nightmare. Do you, do you think as we move forward in project development and with the technologies such as Aries Prism, uh, do you think as we move forward, we're going to see, uh, uh, we're going to see a streamline to the effect that when it comes time for a guy like me to pull the data, it's, it's just rocking and ready to go. Um, well, that's where we're headed. You, you I chuckled when you, describe the paper process and the Excel because you'd be surprised <laughs> how often we still see that. Still see it. Yeah. I, I kind of figured. We do. We yeah. do. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, so often our implementations will involve helping clients figure out how to get out of Excel uh, and into a proper system, how to pull together past projects and create uh, you know, data uh, repositories where they can start working on things like lessons learned and benchmarking. So we're moving in that direction, and we've got some capabilities around uh, benchmarking that, that allow us to take the, uh, a finished project, for example, and feedback the lessons learned back into, uh, into the uh, database to start the next project and do things a little bit uh, smarter next time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're headed that way for sure. But, but still, clients often come to us with manual processes and Excel spreadsheets and things all done by email. To help them get out of that, better. Yeah, I, I long for the day when we uh, we use email strictly as email and not uh, instant messaging and uh, <laughs> discussion a discussion platform. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff gets lost in email that really should be handled. Yeah. Well, what do you guys see moving forward? I mean, in the in the next say one to three years, what kind of technologies can we see coming from a company like Aries Prism that will help improve the data flow? Well, so, so one of our initiatives that we're putting a lot of effort into, you know, I talked about doing benchmarking and, and there's uh, BIM integration and things like that. But one of the things we're most excited about is how we improve the communications between supply chain and, and the end client whoever it is that's developing whatever asset, be it an airport or a rail system, how we improve those communications, how we help them use a digital technology to, to transform what, uh, what we joke about, but what are still often manual processes, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's payment claims or change requests, uh, progress claims that often come in that the supply chain may have a system and the owner client may have a system, but they're not connected in any way. So you're still dealing with things by, by sending Excel attachments or PDF attachments by email. Somebody's still having to manually uh, deal with that data uh, and transfer things across it between systems in order to produce reports that 
that tell a coordinated story. So we're, uh, in the newer generations of PRISM, we're trying to connect those different stakeholders uh, in an online portal style environment so that we can remove some of that manual process and help streamline those communications. Excellent. Excellent. Can you share with us what kind of uh, technologies you're basing that on? Uh, well, our new version of Prism is Prism Go. It's .NET, primarily .NET. It's got a number of technologies in it, mainly driven by .NET. Uh, and as I said, it is uh, you know fully uh, full SaaS solution. It's browser, and it's meant to connect multiple stakeholders from multiple companies. So, in the past, uh, a sales model would be sell to company A, sell to company B, sell to company C, and then uh, they have to figure out how to communicate with each other. We're now trying to set up uh, an environment. We've had some recent success. Set up an environment where we can sell to the entire set of stakeholders on a large project, which could you know, range, as you know, from five or ten to hundreds. Of, uh, Absolutely. So you guys are beta testing? No, no, we're past data. We've got uh, we've got commercial releases out of the early versions okay. of Prism Go. Uh, we are testing some of the capability. We're layering in some of these new capabilities as we go for gotcha. some specific clients, but the core product is already out in the market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say you were beta testing the, the core product, but uh, the new features. The, the newer functions, we've got some early adopter clients that are that are helping us develop the technology to suit their tastes, but it's, uh, but it's the same problems relevant around the world. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of what's cool about uh, about projects in general. We really have always faced the same problems and the solutions that we use now, almost none of them are new outside of technology and the way that we use technology as a tool, right? But all of the methodologies really don't change. They're, they're all the same. It's a, it's an interesting conversation to have with. They, with you just people. used to do them with your, your notepad and your pen and uh, yeah. back of the truck. Now we're trying to get it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. More automated, more electronic. Yeah, less, uh, yeah, less, less wadded up paper and uh, more, more ones and zeros, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So, uh, let me ask you this: uh, Do you mind sharing who your who your co- competition is? Uh, well, our our biggest competition is still Excel. <laughs> Fair enough. Comes comes up everywhere, uh, uh, but in our space, I, I don't think anybody is, is would be surprised with this. We come up against a lot of the same, a lot of the same logos. We compete with Oracle, uh, we compete with Lucas. Uh, no, no, no great surprises there. Right, right. And what advantages do you guys have? What's your competitive advantage over them? Um, well, uh, of course, I think our product is better, uh, and sure. I think our vision for where we headed, uh, where we are headed, is, uh, is stronger. Um, but you know, one of our bigger competitive advantages that people often miss uh, is a question you asked, is related to a question you asked me earlier, and that is, do you just provide the software, or do you also provide the services? Uh, Aries Prism is the software component of uh, a larger Aries company. And so we've got project controls experts, we've got project management experts who understand how to actually deliver these projects. So we can give that guidance that helps clients not just install the software, but set it up correctly for success. We've built a lot of trust with our clients over the years. So they know we know how to do this work and trust us to help them make their projects successful, not just because we deliver a great software product, but because we know what we're doing. 
nice. the management space. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. So let's pivot over to uh, some more general topics. We hear a lot about digital transformation right now. Some some would say we're entering digital transformation 4.0 is what I hear a lot. And uh, I tend to agree with that. What, what does that mean uh, uh, to you guys when we talk about digital transformation? Okay. So, so when I talk about where we're headed with digital transformation and what it means to us, you know, removing the manual processes. I've talked about what we're calling an owner contractor portal and payment claims and invoices. Everything really... Uh, up till now that I've talked about has been post-award. Uh, but if you, if you extend that and you start thinking about what can you achieve in that, uh, that community, the stakeholder community of owner, uh, tier one, tier two, three uh, contractors, uh, what else can you influence to streamline uh, the process and to speed up uh, getting the project done? And so what, what we're looking at now is can we can we start to apply that to the pre-contract areas, contract award, uh, terms and conditions, negotiating the different flow-down components of a contract and people work to work their way from tier one throughout the various different uh, suppliers, whether it's a technology supplier, construction contractor, or some other service provider, can you have all of that information out in a digital world and you have the different approvals and the access to that information be relevant to what role a contractor is playing and by putting it out of this uh, this ecosystem, this community, mm-hmm. can you uh, can you start to save time uh, for the for the client and save overall budget, which is really what we're all about. Right. No, that makes total sense. So, you know, it sounds like really what you're talking about is a is a contract um, that becomes multifaceted. Yeah, a digital contract works its way through the various levels of these big complex programs uh, because that's one of the areas you can lose time and money most quickly. Uh, sure. Of course, the design phase can, can cause you problems, but the contracting phase often costs clients more money than the execution and more time. It delays the problems during that stage of the project. Yeah, totally. Cool, man. So how about, um, how about this question? What, what, what is digital transformation not to you? Because it's kind of a buzzword. And I think people get carried away with it. And then they turn it into things that it's not. Well, for me, I guess the answer is simple. Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned this way. But you can't digitize everything. You can't digitize uh, decision-making and human judgment and understanding of, uh, of different people's views in a room. So are there, to, to me, there are certain meetings uh, that you have to have in person. There are certain communications that that kind of interaction between humans. So it's it's nice to think that we can do everything in life on a Zoom meeting or remote uh, contact, but there are still going to be some things that we just get project teams together and work through issues and solve them. So for me, I'd say too far down that path of removing the human touch. The human being, yeah, I agree 100. percent You know, we see this all the time. Anyway, you got you got a. It could be it could be in the same organization, maybe in two different offices. And just the divide between office locations will just create huge obstacles to overcome in the middle of project development. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Let me ask you this. So I read a quote the other day that, uh, that I think applies to a lot of what you're describing right now. And it, it, it's, it's really talking about the need for engineering and construction as we move forward in the future from 2000 or yeah, 2020 
to 2050. So for the next 30 years, they said that we only have about 25% of the infrastructure that we need as a society globally, that we need as a society that we're going to need in 2050. It sounds to me like lots of opportunity, lots of opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But it also sounds to me like the only way to stay ahead of that um, is, is going to be hyper efficiency. It is because one of the challenges that we have uh, in almost every region we work in is finding people with the experience. So as, as, as much as you can create great systems and talk about digital transformation, you still need people who know how to deliver these kinds of projects. Uh, and that's, they're just hard to find. Uh, there's, there's labor shortages, at least here in the U.S., in uh, just about every field. Uh, but in project controls and project management, expertise to deliver these kinds of programs. There's just not enough people with experience and ability. Yeah. We see it all the time, right? On projects around the around the world. Yeah. And mega projects in particular tend to be so, most vulnerable. So if you can help if you can help that small workforce get more done more efficiently, then yeah. that's the end goal. It's, it's gonna be hard to create enough experts to keep up with the path of numbers and demand you just described. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Well, listen, Carl, this has been a great conversation. I think you, you brought a lot of value to the Innovate IPM community and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.